welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. I'm your host, Courtney Hansen, author, creatrix, NLP coach, hypnotherapist, and Reiki master, yoga instructor, and meditation expert. As seen on Fox, CBS, NBC, and CEO Medium, I am here to guide you into the duality of life and step into the sweetest little life that is right in front of you by empowering you to heal, step into purpose, and become the divine inner goddess that you were destined to be. Welcome back and happy Wednesday. We are halfway through the week. Today, I'm really excited for our episode. We have Kim on the show and I always love to let the conversation just free flow. I never prompt questions. I never have a script. And the reason I do this, I'm going to let you know my little secret, is because I am a firm believer that the universe delivers exactly what someone in the audience needs to hear And so today, I was just so amazed with the synchronicities. So I have Kim, we're recording, and I always just let it flow, like I said. And we started beginning to speak about surrender and safety within, really just tapping into how you can process emotions. And this was something that I recently just did a workshop on, and it was one of the most profound experiences I have had with other women as a collective, watching that we all are walking this journey and this just keeps getting reaffirmed. You know, no matter what someone looks like on the outside, you have no idea what they are processing or going through internally. Everyone carries their emotions in a very, very different way according to what their inner child's feeling, what they're feeling as an adult, their experiences that has been cultivated throughout their life. So today just seriously was amazing in sync. So I hope that you guys have takeaways from today, are able to utilize these within your life, and are able to just feel a little bit more connected after today's show. I would love to hear your thoughts after and any questions you guys have or any way that this resonated with you, always reach out to me or Kim directly and let us know. Without further ado, let's welcome the beautiful Kim. Kim, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to The Sweetest Little Life. Thank you so much for having me, Courtney. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. So I always kick off the show with having you share your journey that just led you into doing the work that you're doing now and when you knew that you really stepped into your purpose. Mm, well, it was a long and winding journey for me. I, I am envious of others who it can be a little bit shorter and less windy, but um, nonetheless, it's it's always really amazing to land where you feel like you were meant to be. Um, and for me, my journey was really, I grew up in a home where my sister was an addict and an alcoholic from the time that I was age nine. So it created a lot of chaos and drama in my home, which of course, created a lot of attachment issues and um, developmental trauma and things of that nature that honestly, I didn't come to grapple with or understand until much later in my life, obviously. Um, But I was in a relationship that I thought was going to lead towards marriage. And I was really unhappy in my life in so many different areas. 
Um, and I went on a trip to an exotic trip to Thailand with this person, um, with this ex-partner of mine. And I thought I was going to come back engaged. And instead, he broke up with me while I was in Thailand. And I ended up flying home um, by myself and just completely train wrecked. And mm. at that point in my life, I really had to just take stock and realize that the things external to me that I thought were going to create the life that I wanted to live in weren't doing that. And I needed to get really, really honest about how to create the life that I wanted to live. Um, and I went through a process of really burning things down, so to speak, just a process of purging and um, really getting so clear on what I did and didn't want in my life. And I ended up quitting my job and backpacking around the world by myself for months. Um, and when I came back, I just got so clear on what I wanted and what I didn't want. And that is the point in time when I went through uh, life coach training, really intensive life coach training. And I just became more me than I ever have and discovered coaching and realized that that was truly my purpose and the thing that lit me up and that I enjoyed more than any other thing. Um, and that's how I sort of started on this, on this journey. Yeah. Oh, so powerful. So let's, uh, when you were younger, growing up with, um, alcoholism and addiction within your family, how did that affect you attachment wise as you were an adult? Yeah. So it really made me have a very anxious attachment style. Mm. Um, and, also, on top of that, of course, breeded a lot of codependency, which mm. I see so much in my clients that have grown up with addiction in the home. Um, and not just that, but definitely when there's addiction in the home, you know, this sense of if I can get everybody else to be okay, then I'll be okay. You know, um, mm. this sense of I'm going to make my needs small and make myself nearly invisible and make sure that you're okay and that you like me and in order to sort of secure my place in the world instead of having it all come from internally within me. Um, and on top of that, there was a lot of emotional distance from my father so that emotional distance from a man that I was in a romantic relationship with felt really normal to me. Um, that was my, so it, it could be a red flag, but it didn't feel like a red flag to me. It felt like a green flag. In other words, mm. um, and so it made me get in a lot of relationships that were super unhealthy for me, but that I couldn't see that were unhealthy for me, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a journey of, of really coming to a more secure attachment style, healing from codependency and from enmeshment, learning to have my own defined sense of self and allowing other people to have their own feelings and not take responsibility for them. Um, and just really becoming much more secure within myself and okay within myself, not based on anything happening externally or anybody else's thoughts or opinions. Yes. And I asked this question because I see this come up very, very often because within clients, within, um, I'm a therapist as well. So, you know, seeing this pattern of attachment and codependency. And it's, it's really, you know, on both sides, whether you were the one that was an alcoholic or addict, or whether you were the one that was experiencing it within the home, there's this codependency. And it's really fascinating to me to watch how that carries over into relationships that we think are totally normal. But in reality, the behavior is just so toxic. I hate to call people toxic. I think people change. But 
you know, that behavior in general is just so devastating. And so to be able to pull out of that, and I think during COVID, it was a time that a lot of people were drinking more heavily. It was a lot Mm -hmm. of like people were stuck with each other. Right. And we had Mm -hmm. to go Mm -hmm. within. And so I think now, as far as coaching is concerned, it's something that is so needed in the world because so many people are really creating themselves and figuring out, you know, what they truly want. And they're realizing they have these attachment styles or they have this codependency or they have this, you know, these abandonment issues just pouring out. And life coaching is just such a powerful, powerful way to be able to step into your purpose and realize that, you know, it's such a bigger picture. So much is available to you. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, I know that I've touched a lot on romantic relationships here, but I know, um, you know, as well, that it's not just romantic relationships. This really affects every relationship in our life and our relationships in our lives really affect the quality and the depth and the aliveness that I, that we feel sort of in all areas of our life. You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's always said that the quality, um, of our relationships really feels like it determines the quality of your life. And so this was showing up in my friendships too, right? If somebody wasn't texting me back in a time that I felt like they should be texting me back, I would automatically think something was wrong with me or that I did or said something wrong. And there was anxiety um, around a lot of my interactions, you know, Um, there, there was anxiety in relationships with coworkers, with it, 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 in other words, it spanned so many different areas and so many mm. different relationships, not just romantic relationships. Although, of course, that can be the area where it is most profoundly felt. Yes, absolutely. You know, I've, I've got to share this story with you because it relates so much to this. So for so long, you know, if my husband would yell at my children, which we all lose it, right? Mm. But if my husband would raise his voice or if he would, um, if we'd get in an argument, my go-to would be just to leave. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm done. Like, and in my head, I would like find an out. I would have this huge plan. And (laughs) I didn't realize till years later that it was my own issues. So I have a major mother wound of abandonment within my mom. And Mm. then with my dad, my dad was very violent, very aggressive. And so that any conflict or chaos would really trigger that within me. And the little me was like, ah, eject, eject. Exactly. Just cut it off. And so it was easier for me to just detach. And so that's what I would do. I would just detach. And so really being able to go within and figure out like where that detachment style comes from. And then now, you know, in the work that I do, really seeing that this is like as a collective, a huge thing that people do there either. And there's really no middle ground unless you've done the work. It's either Mm -hmm. you're completely detached or you're completely over attached Mm -hmm. and you need someone and you need that reassurance and it's smothering. Yeah. And those anxious and avoidant people seem to attract each other so that they can go and around and around in a dance in their (laughs) relationship so that they have an opportunity to heal those wounds. So yes, they're just beautiful magnets, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that. So I would love to hear about something that really changed you within life coaching, um, a story, just something where you were just like, wow, aha. Mm Hmm. Um, I know I'm really putting you on the spot here. Yeah. So the, the one that really comes to mind 
I had a coach and I'll, I'll put her on blast just because I, I believe in her work so much. And I think she's so integrous and amazing coach Madison Morgan. And she looked at sort of all of these protective mechanisms that I had had. I had these stories in my mind that if I had been able to control situations more, that things would have turned out differently. And control is something that goes along with codependency really hand in hand. You know, when you're codependent, you have a relationship with control. Um, And so I had these stories of like, oh, when I look back, I could have changed the outcome and the trajectory of my life had I just had Um, had I done something differently? And I was really weighing it heavy on my mind and on my heart that I could have had a a different outcome had I had more control. And she was like, okay, let's go ahead and really examine this. You know, in your childhood, had you had more control, X, Y, Z would have actually been different. And, And we went through every single sort of pivotal scenario in my life where I had those stories around. If I had more control, things would have been different. And looked at, would that actually have been true? And it was so, it was so deep and profound for me to look at each one of those scenarios lined up back to back to back and really honestly assess, would it have actually been different? Would this um, technique that I was thinking would have made things better actually have made things better and realized, no, it wouldn't have made it better at all, actually. And she's like, okay, what, what would have made it better? I was like, surrender, trust, mm. surrender and trust. And it was so funny because this was near the end of our time working together and surrender and trust was a huge theme of our work and something that we circled around a lot. And that really, really, really illustrated um, and just was like a big mirror to me of, wow, these techniques that feel so protective Mm-hmm. that feel so necessary, um, that feel like I've got to cling to them for deal, dear life because I'm not going to be okay without them. They weren't remotely doing their job. And when I really, really look at it, surrender and trust is what would have helped much more than any of those things. So that was sort of um, a really profound moment where you can really feel this deep shift within you where your whole body can relax a little bit and be like, Oh, I don't need to use that anymore. You know? Oh yes. And surrender in general, I know it's such a, a word that's thrown out there, but when we truly surrender and we allow ourselves that safety and almost that permission to be able to operate from our heart center, which so many of us have had closed off for so long. It's, it's a very naked feeling. It's very vulnerable. You're very open. It's like someone looks at you wrong and you're like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> so being able to tap into that and cultivate that within your life I, is such a pivoting point. I feel. Yeah. And I feel like it can't really be done unless we cultivate that inner safety first, Mm -hmm. because it, because of exactly what you're saying, it is such a vulnerable thing. You know, we've been using all these other things to protect and armor our heart. And, um, it does have this barrier, this wall effect where instead of a boundary where people can get in and out and it can be sort of a selectively permeable membrane where you can choose what comes in and out, it just blocks everything out when we have these protections and and these walls around our heart. 
And so it can really only happen that we let those things down where we are, have that internal safety within ourselves, where we know that we have our own back and that we're going to be okay no matter what happens externally to us. And of course, with codependency, um, when we're in that codependent space, we're still in the space of thinking that controlling the externals is what's going to make us okay. So it's a really profound shift to go into, okay, I, I am what makes me okay because I ensure that I make sure of that. I have my own back. So it's a big yeah. shift. It definitely is. I know I, um, so I have my book coming out in August and it's called within. Mm. And in my book, I was had to go back to really my dark night of the soul. And I, there's some journal entries in there and I hadn't looked at them in years. And to be able to look back, there was this one page and it was just, I think I used the word powerless like 10 times, but it was like, I feel like my life is so out of control. Mm. I feel powerless. And it was like, this moment of just true surrender, just true, you know, like you get it. It was that point that like, you know, what I'm doing is not working. I have to do something else. And I have no idea what that looks like. And I'm letting go of all control. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it was when really I went on my own, you know, healing journey and everything began for me. But looking back at it and reading it, you know, now years later, it's a really profound experience when you're in it. It's a very, oh my gosh, like this is, you know, I get one life and it's very short and I, I am wasting it right now by pushing everyone away or by pulling these people in that shouldn't be in and, you know, really deciding what healthy looks like for you inside and having someone that you can trust and to build that trust with, within a coach, I think is such a game changer in general, because it's very hard to do that within, you know, family or within relationships or within people that are close to you. It's nice to have that person to be able to guide you and walk you through when they have been through similar situations within their own story. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. You know, wounding happens in relationship, healing happens in relationship. Um, and just being able to have that healthy, grounded person to be able to mirror back to, to you your own goodness and be someone to form a healthy attachment with um, is just so, so life-giving. Yes. It really is. So I would love to hear about any projects, anything you have going on right now, all the goods. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I only do one-on-one -on -one coaching right now with my clients and it's a depth coaching container um, with oh. a three month minimum commitment with the opportunity to continue however long you feel like it's needed um, until you reach the goals that you, you set out for. So um, yeah, that's the main thing that I have going on is my one-on-one -on -one depth coaching container. Now, you, do you do um, custom modalities or what does your program look like? So I have a very integrative, holistic approach to what I do. I've done a lot of training and, um, and somatic work. Mm. And I also have Powerful. yeah, cognitive-based approach. And you know, when I started doing a more integrative approach with my clients, the results really speak for themselves, just skyrocketed. Um, I truly believe, you know, that we are mind and we are body and we are spirit. And when we're neglecting any one of these areas in our healing process, we're not going to have as deep and transformational 
of healing as is possible. So there's a lot of things, especially in the people that I work with. Um, the women that I work with tend to be overachievers and they've really sort of muscled through with their cognitive mind, with their thinking mind for a very long time. I've been very disconnected from their bodies and the wisdom and the source of information that their bodies are giving them all day long. And so learning how to marry those two things of the mind and the body and the spirit um, really does end up being super game changing. So, and I do a lot of nervous system work as well. So kind of marry all those things together in my program. Oh, huge. I'm a very big advocate for nervous system work. I think it is imperative when you are doing any kind of trauma healing too. Yes. Yes, I agree. And I, we can get so in, you know, I was just talking to someone last week and it, we live in such a world and it is definitely shifting, but it's, you know, you are, your um, you know, you're based on like how hard you work, how much stuff you have. Do mm. you have the house? Do you have the business? Do you have this? Do you have that? And it's a very masculine energy. Yes. And so being able to pull back from that a little bit and know that, you know, receiving is your birthright and stepping in more to that divine feminine energy versus always feeling like you need to do something because so many answers come from when we're still one of my mentors had told me one time years ago and it was it was really just this moment that I was like wow I never thought of it like that we when we pray we're asking all the questions or when we're doing we're constantly in motion but when we're still or when we're meditating that's when we're able to receive the answers. And so often we're trying to answer our own questions versus looking at the bigger picture. Oh, I got body tingles with that, which always means that's the good stuff. Yeah, I love it. But it was, it was a moment for me that I was like, cause for me, I felt guilty being still. And I know I'm not alone in this. Oh, a no. lot of women in general do not give themselves the permission to just be, to just be with themselves. Yeah. And if they are with themselves, it's very uncomfortable when we first start because we're like, well, what do we do? We, we should be doing something. We should be doing the dishes. We should be working. We should be doing this project. We should be doing the laundry. Instead of just giving yourself the space and, and it's not, you know, watching TV or zoning out, but to really like connect with yourself. Yeah. And of course, this is a trauma response within its own, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Of, of, oh, just, yeah. of just, you know, I, I don't want to be forced to feel what I would be forced to confront if I slowed down, of course. Mm. Um, so, so yes, being able to create safety of I'm going to be okay if I feel what would come up is, is huge. Yeah. And it goes yeah. back to that safety again. Yeah. <laughs> Always back safety. to the safety. Yes. So I love ending with just three takeaways from whatever comes up. And I feel like safety and surrender are just mm -hmm. really uh, good ones for today. Yeah. What are your top three tips for women to tap into that inner safety and tap into that inner surrender? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, the inner safety, the tips that I would give you, is to start just really um, grounding yourself on mm, a daily yes. basis. And I know that sounds simple, but it can be a huge, huge, like, mm, like just calming for your nervous system. And so when I say that, I mean, just sitting down, feeling your bottom on the chair, feeling your feet on the floor, not cognitively thinking about these things, but actually feeling the physical sensation of those things, right? Um, and then looking around the room, 
scanning, this is literally letting your body know that you're in a safe environment and that you're not going to be attacked by a bear, right? Um, these are funny things, but our, you know, it can sound funny to say these things, but our, our mind literally, you know, we still have this primal brain that we may not oh, yeah. quote unquote need anymore, but it is still there and it's still Very online. Active. Yes. <laughs> and so being able to calm our nervous system in that way is huge. Um, also starting to notice when you feel like you have nervous system activation, do you feel like you have a little charge in your system, et cetera, and giving yourself permission to express that. The way that I do that most easily is shaking. Um, I will just literally like shake my arms, shake my legs, um, blah, like make a funny noise. Allowing yourself to express in that way can, again, cultivate a, an expansion in your system allow you to get out of that fight or flight energy and really allow you to complete some of that fight or flight energy so you can get into more rest and digest. Um, and the other thing that I would say is really learning to allow your uh, emotional regulation is a whole thing that I could talk about for hours. Just to give a little blip on that is, is to stop judging your emotions and stop naming them as bad or wrong um, and stuffing them, suppressing them, avoiding them. Just really starting to notice your emotions as they come up and allowing them just to run through you. You know, an emotion itself just takes 90 seconds to run through if we're not avoiding and we're not suppressing and we're not giving ourselves a story about it. Um, I was so, just going to say that. I was like, it's only 90 seconds that we actually feel the emotion. Right. But it's all the things that we create in our heads that are what create the spiral. Exactly. Yes. And yes. then we can sort of attach the story to it and then ruminate on it. And then, of course, it's going to be around a while if we do those things. Yeah. But if we just give our, ourselves permission to feel it and allow ourselves to run through that, what that's going to do is really allow you to sense and to feel like, oh, I didn't die, right? I was okay when I felt this emotion. And that builds resilience within yourself. It builds capacity for you to, to stop avoiding or numbing out or doing all these other coping mechanisms that really the whole aim is for us to not feel those emotions. Um, that if we allowed ourselves to feel, we would realize, oh, like, this may be unpleasant for 90 seconds, but it's not that bad, you know? So it's a couple of tips to start out. Yeah. I love those so much. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Those. Yes. And what's, I'm going to touch on the emotion one really quick because what really helped me when I first started, because I am like a spiraler, like I will have this emotion and it will, I'll, I'm like a funnel, right? So I'll just start woo. Um, but it was because before um, I started doing inner work and I started actually on my healing process, I didn't realize that em certain emotions would trigger things from my past. And so I would mm -hmm. attach immediately. And this all happened on a subconscious level. I had no idea I was doing it, but I would attach that emotion to something and then punish the person that made me feel the current emotion for someone in my past. Oh, yes. I am familiar with that Ooh, pattern. <laughs> yes. It's really fun, right? Yes, yes. And you have no idea it's happening. And some people are like, well, I would know if that was happening. I'm like, no, you have no idea it's happening. It happens so quickly. And then you create these stories. And then that's where we're crying and can't get out of bed for three days. So mm -hmm. it's really with responding. So when I was first on my healing journey and everything was very, very intense with emotions, I would have to talk to myself with like within and just be like, okay, 
you're feeling guilty. This is why you're feeling guilty. And I would literally have to label why I was feeling guilty for that emotion and go back and be like, oh, I did a similar behavior and this person reacted this way. So I think that this person is going to react the exact same way. So I am projecting onto them what I already assumed so that I won't get hurt. And it goes back to that safety. But when we're able to really label it and take the power away from it before the cycle happens, I just wanted to share that because that was a huge game changer for me to allow myself the permission to go through this process and excuse myself for a minute while I just, you know, literally processed exactly what was going on within me. Yeah, I've had such similar experiences with that. And I I love that you named it and also like validating your emotion in that moment is so key of, of really just putting hand on your heart and saying, you know what, it makes so much sense that I'm feeling this way, you know, because we can so easily, as I was saying before, shame ourselves if I shouldn't be feeling this way, and I shouldn't be having this reaction. And then that just kind of cements it in more and makes things a lot worse. So as you're naming what you're feeling, just really being able to validate and say, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense based on X, Y, Z that happened in my past that I would be feeling this way right now. And also, as you were talking about being able to name the story and be like, oh man, I have this story attached to this emotion that when I feel this, this is what's happening and I'm projecting it onto so-and-so and recognizing that it's a story, right? That it's not necessarily what's actually happening in the present moment, but that it's attached to the past. So yeah, beautiful. Mm, So much goodness. Mm -hmm. I could talk to you for hours. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Oh, so good. So I know we're getting close to time. So if people would like to connect with you and I will include everything in our show notes as well. But in the meantime, while I get those up, if people want to connect with you directly, where is your hub spot? Where's the best spot to slide in your DMs, reach out to you, connect with you? Yeah, the best spot is on Instagram. And it's just my name, Kim Kimball Coaching. And my last name is spelled K-I-M-B-A. That would be the best spot. Thank you so much for all the work that you're doing in the world. And just for being you, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Likewise. Thank you so much, Courtney. I appreciate you having me. Yes. Have a beautiful day, Kim. You too. Take care. As a mother, nothing is more comforting than knowing my home was protected. With Cove, I can be at peace knowing I have premium security. It is easy to set up, affordable, and very easy to use. They have faster emergency dispatch and fewer false alarms. And with their reliable 24-7 customer support, you can feel at ease inside your home. Go to go.covesmart.com and get $25 off with the code the sweetest little life and be at peace that you have premium security in your home. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. This is my little labor of love and I am so grateful for each and every one of you. As always, if you could subscribe, leave me a review, let me know what you think of the podcast. It means so much to me. If there is any questions you guys ever have after an episode or a topic that you would like to have on the show, send me a DM at the sweetest little life on the gram. And I am more than happy to make that come to life for you. Have a beautiful day. As always, shine bright.